Disclaimer, opinions within this episode are not shared with those of CJSW. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. And coming to the round table, I have my dear friend, Gemini. Hello. I have Blaze. Yo, what's up? And I have Menace. Hello. Now, considering the topic of today, there's been a lot of different news with the recent game showcases, so I thought it would be a good idea just to get a little refresher on everything that's been going on for the past couple days. So first off, Menace, what have you found? Uh, so I found a couple ones that were a bit odd. (laughs) Um, Oh, do tell. You guys, you guys know, you guys know Pokemon, right? Yeah. Now think of Pokemon with guns. Didn't they make oh, a? God. Didn't they make a PC game out of that? Wasn't that like a PC? Uh, game? Uh, no. Uh, I think I know what game you're talking about, and I'm very intrigued. So it's called Pal World, and essentially, unlike unlike Pokemon, where it's like a set path, you go and you do battles. This is more of an actual like open world survival game. Um, so you're, you're actually, like, crafting a house and stuff, and making, you can make full-on factories, uh, and you're just trying to survive out in this world. Interesting. And you get to... There hasn't been much on story, though. (laughs) I mean, you can if you want. That's, that's the thing about this compared to, like, Pokemon, where you actually have, like, a set path to go defeat the Elite Four, become Pokemon Master, blah, 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 blah. I've never touched um, a Pokemon game in my life, aside from Pokemon Shield, but that was literally just for my baby girl. Yeah, because you have the worst time. tastes in Pokemon I've ever... How dare you? I... Have you ever... Did you not see Ludicolo in Detective Pikachu? She was adorable. Oh my god. I, I fell in love with her. I... I have no comment, just because, like, Detective Pikachu all around was a great movie. I can't... <laughs> Right? Bad about it, but I can't. Say and Ludicolo it. was the highlight. See, I can't say anything bad about the movie, but I'm definitely gonna say something bad about your Pokemon choice because it's trash. Well, you're trash. But uh, yeah, Trin, hmm. what did you find out in this wonderful world? Was Tyler done talking about Paddle World? There hasn't really been much else out in in story or anything about it. There was one. Okay. There was a trailer, but it was more of gameplay. Okay. Yeah. Um. For me, I don't know if we want to talk about both of what I want to of um what I found or I mean, not. Could, Doesn't matter. Take turns. It's okay. Yeah. So first one and um, this one is the more newer game on my radar. Um. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Paradox Interactive. They have made City Skylines, Stellaris, um for more PC-oriented players, because I'm not too sure if most of these are on console. I know Stellaris and uh, City Skylines are, um, but they have also made, like, Hearts of Iron, uh, Europa and uh, uh, EU4, um, Victoria. They're, like, map strategy games, essentially. Think of, like, Civilization. Uh, Sig... Uh, like, Civ 6... Six, oh, like, Sigmires or something. Civilization. Um, kind of like that. Uh, but uh, Paradox is going to be coming out with a new game in September called Life by You, and this is a life simulation game. Think, think of like The Sims and everything. 
Um, they're going to be coming out with this, and I have been super excited when I heard about this because one, it's another simulation game that is hopefully going to actually give uh, EA and Maxis, mostly EA, some actual competition for The Sims. Because sadly, it has been the reigning king of the life simulation games for 20 years now, 20 plus years. Um, but another reason that why I'm excited that I hope it does give it competition, and also I have very high hopes for it, is the original like. Um, he wasn't necessarily the main creator, but he was one of the big minds behind The Sims 2, uh, Will Wright, I believe. Let me double double check that because uh, I want to. I don't want to like spew bullshit. Um, is it? No, I don't. It might not be Will Wright. It is Rob Humble. My bad. Will Wright created The Sims. Rob Humble or Rod Humble. Rod. Rob. Rob Humble. He was. Um, a big person who did a lot of The Sims 2 stuff, which Sims 2 is probably one of the best iterations of it, but he is also behind Life by You, so I have really high hopes that they're going to- Completely unbiased. Completely unbiased. What do you mean by <laughs> It- look. It, no, this is full bias. Full bias. No sponsor, oh. but full bias. <laughs> How many hours? How many hours? I would pay them to play the game. <laughs> um... Hold on, I actually took a screenshot of my hours not too long ago. Let me find it again. Our whole audience uh, will be disappointed in you. <laughs> 12,000 hours and 12,201 hours. It just in The Sims 4 alone. Oh my god. <laughs> That's not counting. It's The Sims 3 and The Sims 2 and The Sims 1. That's just The Sims 4 alone. Uh, but anyway, uh, wait, Life by You, it is... Um, being made by a former Sims uh, team de dev from back in the Sims 2 era. And um, they've shown a lot off on their YouTube page um, of everything. And I really like how transparent they're being. Um, and they do market themselves on their website as um, being, you know, not only is this like, it's an open world, open up a new world of creative possibilities. Um, you know, essentially you can you know, make this as any, almost any empowering of what you want to do, um, or break the rules of life. And they want it to be the most moddable and open life simulation games. Um, and I am excited to see how this goes. And I'm very, um, glad that they're being transparent about this because anytime fans have questions about it, whether it's on their YouTube page, um, or anything like that, they will often then put up dev journals, like video dev journals to explain things and, are always asking questions or answering questions by the fans. And that's a very good thing. So that's another reason why I do have high hopes for them because they are always giving out, um, showing update videos and such on the game. And it looks a little funny. It does look a little funny, I will admit, but it is still in like, you know, it's still being made. And tragically, Paradox does have a slight problem where their games are a little bland at much. All of their games have fallen into that pattern, but they still do produce very good games. So I do like life simulation games. That's one to keep on, on your radar. September 12th. I mean, I agree with you on the sentiment that it's good that game, like the smaller scale game developers let fans know about what they're doing. Cause like I devoted some money towards Kindred Fates and they've been mm -hmm. constantly putting out updates. So I get what you're saying. It's, it's really reassuring to know that it's not just a, a dead a, like a dead concept 
Oh yeah, no, there's another like life simulator game that I've been following for three years now I could go on about, but I'm not going to. We'll save that for another time. Um but they are also they're actually from a much they're like an indie team, this game. And but they're all they, they do the same thing where they every month they release like an update uh journal and videos and such. Nice. Well, Blaze, before we get into your topic, because I feel like it's go it may take up the rest of this episode. I just want to take a few moments to talk about the this new game that I saw during the Xbox Showcase. It's called South of Midnight. Have you guys had a chance to see the teaser? I I did see a small snippet of it on TikTok, but I did not have a chance to watch the full trailer. Fair. I actually did not see that one. It was really good. Uh, the game is being made by the makers of We Happy Few. And, Ooh, okay. Right? The teaser didn't necessarily show that much, but what they did show, it, it, it has this really unique atmosphere where you see this this elderly man with a banjo and this young woman is trying to find a monster and like all horror tropes, the monster popped up behind her. But the thing that, re- and, and again, they didn't even show that much. They didn't show any gameplay. They didn't show much. But the kind of vibe of the game and the setting is, like, really intriguing. And the art style is just absolutely beautiful. So I'm really looking forward to when it comes out because that, along with a lot of new games that they announced during that showcase, are coming to Game Pass. So Xbox finally gets a win, I guess. I was very excited when I saw, um, as you said, a bunch of those games uh, are going to be like day one releases, and that's very nice. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW Radio. Now, Blaze, should we get into it? Yeah. (laughs) All right, take it away, buddy. So, uh, my big take, um, I got two big takeaways from the game shows for this weekend both from xbox but uh the biggest one right now is my my topic with starfield uh i don't know if you guys have seen any of the trailers or gameplay of that game yet not yet i was so skeptical but it's it's kind of pulling me in now i'm getting hyped right yes this game we know it's going to have a great story, and it's we know it's going to be amazing because it's also it's made by Bethesda, same people that make Fallout, same people that make Elder Scrolls. Uh, they've been working on this game for so long, and they have kind of indirectly made this a competition to a PC game called Star Citizen, which, <laughs> if any of you guys are familiar with that one, it is a fully rendered open galaxy space adventure game where you do cargo runs, fight space pirates, and just go around the solar system with the ships you buy. Um, Starfield definitely is trying to be a competitor to that game and will most likely blow Star Citizen out of the water with all the features this game has. Uh, From its combats... It's a skill tree set up to where it's kind of a combination uh, between uh, Fallout and Skyrim skill trees, and it just makes it very simple to customize a character in a loadout how you want. But one of the fun features 
that a lot of people are going to go crazy for because I've already seen how people were in Tears of the Kingdom with crafting uh, a bit. Um, in Starfield, you can create your ship however the hell you want it to look. And I fear for the contraptions people are going to be making with the ships in this game. I could imagine uh, in the first week there will be a penis. Oh, in the, in the trailer, there was a giant mech rope that someone made into a ship. Yeah, so one of the devs also uh, made their ship look like a platypus. Yeah. <laughs> hot take, what? hot take, real quick, and this might just be me being a lazy bitch, but I hate when I have that option because I am so lazy, I don't have the energy. <laughs> I just so, want a pre-built ship that so looks you, cool. You can do that, actually. There Which are is fine, ways to get like, ships. But yeah, yeah um, like, if you if you don't want to customize it, there are also multiple places where you can just buy a pre-built ship. There's a space I just want my ship to be green and black. That's all I want. There's a spaceport on every planet that you can customize your ship set and buy ships and stuff like that. There are just random ships that have been like discarded or like okay. left. Or you can be a complete pirate and just take someone else's ship and then go back to a spaceport and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> we are our fiddle DD. Yep, full on space pirates. Um, space pirates, life is a life for me. There are two things that are kind of major cons to this game, though, that could either make or break the game for the community. Mm -hmm. uh, with this game being so crazy with all the stuff it can do and the open world aspect and everything fully rendered, um, PC players won't have an issue with this. But Xbox players are going to be very limited on the processing power of the game because it's going to be locked at 30 FPS. Okay. They, they wanted fidelity over, or not, uh, fluidity over fidelity, essentially, yeah, that, is how that, they explained they, it. That's one thing that's going to worry me is that they're not going to get enough people playing it on Xbox and everyone's just going to switch to it on a PC because they did see say that in the uh, interview, right after they said that they locked it to 30 FPS on Xbox, that it runs well past 60 frames per second. Um, I think it would have been a smarter-ish uh, situation for them if they put, basically with like Hogwarts Legacy, where they let you switch between like fidelity and performance for the extra FPS, I feel like they should have added that as an option with the Xbox version, because a lot of people are going to get really mad that the game's only going to run at 30 fps because these days everyone's used to games running at 60 fps or more i'm gonna I rather... be honest i don't even notice the difference i don't know the difference i used to I play dragon have... engine position at 10 frames a second <laughs> i rather That's have fair. it be a smooth feeling experience than a than a good looking experience look at look at redfall oh, yeah yeah you know that is fair that is fair Let's not get into that dumpster fire. There was another game that was locked, but they didn't have, they didn't, I don't know what they didn't do with it, the lot apparently, but um, it's still like the f combat feels blocky and like you're fighting enemies that are just standing there shooting at you, not even reacting or like stuff like that. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see until it comes out. Um, hopefully it does play smooth. That. That is one thing I really hope, because this game looks like it's going to be phenomenal. But the other thing that a lot of people I've seen online are also getting mad about it is that um, 
Unfortunately, this is going to be another story Bethesda title that is only single player. Oh, that's fine with me. Yeah, um, it's kind of a hit or miss. Some people enjoy it for the um, just the um, single player aspect, but I, there's a lot of Bethesda fans that want to just do these big story games just with a co-op feature, just friend joining you on it. I, for one, um, am fine with the first um, with the one player story aspect. Um, I think it's a great game. The story's gonna be amazing from what I've seen in the gameplays. And I just think the game is going to do amazing. I, at least I hope so, and I hope the launch for it's going to be amazing. I feel like single players need a need a time to shine. The the multiplayer is getting kind of bland. Yeah, y'all have been eating well. Um, <laughs> I am perfectly fine with both of those options that are considered make or breaks because, like I said. I really don't understand the whole hype between I've gotta run my game at 3000 FPS or I can't touch it at all! Like, calm, the, calm down. The human brain can't even perceive over 60 FPS. It really can't. It don't know the difference. So, shut up. You're a f***ing dork. No one wants to listen to you whine. Shut up. Um, also, you know, I... I like sometimes just closing the doors, closing the blinds, turning the lights off, grabbing my <sighs> soda, and just romancing the shit out of anything I can find by myself in a single-player RPG. I'm fine, honestly. Space Cowboy? Making a romance Maybe. Space Cowboy? <laughs> Maybe, if he's a himbo. <laughs> but, like, you know... These sound, they, I, they, those sound great. I can understand why some people, mostly with like, you know, the single player bit, not the FPS one, but like, you know, I can understand that, you know, wanting to enjoy this with your friends. Cause you know, that on, on paper, it does sound nice to play like an Elder Scrolls title or a Fallout title. <clears throat> they don't go done, 76. Yeah, executed well, I should say, um, is with your friends. But, order 76. <laughs> but for me, I like to play it in a very specific way sometimes, and with some of the people I play with, y'all either are uh, too slow or y'all goof around too much. Like to pick and up all the shinies. Me. I'm sorry. Yeah, you either have to pick up all the shinies or you get distracted after five minutes and start killing everything. No, that's that's me. I just get I I, I just get pinholed and I just go around killing stuff. That's exact. I was literally referring to you two. My name's Gemini, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW 90.9 FM. So, um, this is, uh, for me, it's a game that, um, if you've been on, if you're a PC player and you have Steam, 9 chances out of 10, you probably heard about this game because it has been in early access for, I'd say, three and a half to four years now. Um, but if you haven't, and I do know it is coming out to a console, <laughs> sadly, um, only PlayStation, PS5. I don't know if they're going to be releasing it for the Xbox Series X. Maybe one day. Um, but Baldur's Gate 3? Oh, I love that game. I've played a bit of it, um, on Early Access, but they're it is, uh, the newest installment to the Baldur's Gate series from Larian Studios. And, um, it, it's, from what I've been seeing, and what I've even played myself, um, which is only, like, a small portion of Act 1, I think, is what they have, uh, out for Early Access. It's a really good game. It is, you know, it um, is pretty much like a, a, you know, a computer game version of D&D. If you've ever played the Baldur's, I honestly, gonna be honest, never really played the earlier Baldur's games. I would like to go back to play them. 
um, eventually. But um, that is going to be fully releasing at the end of August, which I'm excited for. And um, it is, you know, essentially it's, it's fifth edition uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, game where you uh, you play uh, like a like a like a like a campaign almost like a um, <clears throat> oh a module like a pre-made module essentially but it's you know a video game version of it versus sitting down with your friends and talking <laughs> like, <laughs> like a, what we're the doing story from the universe right yeah it's it's in the uh, you know the uh, Faerun or like a forgotten what forgotten forgotten realms, forgotten realms. yeah forgotten realms okay. universe I couldn't think of it for a second um, so you know. And uh, it's a really, it, in my opinion, it's a really good game. And I am excited for when it fully releases because I've dabbled in, a, I think, it's like 50 plus hours of just act or just what they have out. Um, and it is, I am glad that they are going to be releasing it for a console at the very least. It is sad that it's not Xbox, but like I said, they could have released it for Xbox Series X in the future. But right now it's going to be on PC, Mac, PS5, and I, what is GeForce now? That's GeForce now. That's basically uh, Nvidia's um, own kind of like digital gaming setup. Okay. Another. I don't know if it's exactly. I think it might be like a, a kind of a cloud stream gaming thing where they have like a controller that connects to the TV. Okay. Um. Yeah. I was gonna say. I. It said it was releasing for that. I never even heard of GeForce now. Um. It's but yeah, 2.0. Like, Okay, yeah, I didn't know that's what it was, but, um, yeah, I, what's, it's, it just seems like, cause, you know, they haven't really released a lot of the actual legitimate plot, the only plot point so far, um, which, the, like, the main plot point is having to do with, like, mind flayers right now, um, I'm, I, I don't want to spoil anything in case, uh, you know, you haven't even put, like, if you have, if you don't know anything about it, uh, it just has to do with, like, mind flayers, like, so far that's all we know. And such, but apparently they there isn't an, uh, an actual like overarching big bad. I guess he's some kind of necromancer, and everything. And so uh, I do know not too long ago they did release a dev journal about how eventually you will be going to the city of Baldur's Gate because right now you're in like the outskirts when you play the uh, current version of early access, and such. I think you go into the um, the underground as well, the underdark. Um, but yeah, that's a game I am really looking forward to playing when it's fully out and everything is Baldur's Gate 3 and uh, mostly because I'm a big dork who loves d, &D. <laughs> I, mean, I know they're, uh, I know, um, you know, they plan to have everything from, I believe, the player's handbook at the very least, so like all the classes and races, so that'll be also nice. Sadly, I don't think they're going to add anything from expansions, um, but, you know, the game is going to be quite big, and the player's handbook already does have a lot of stuff to it anyway, so, I mean, I can understand why they're not going to be adding, you know, like, all the different subclasses and all the different races, because there are a lot, and they're always adding more. Like, every, every couple months they're always adding new stuff so i can understand larry and is just like you know we're gonna keep it to the base handbook damn i can't That's... play my loxodon yeah you can't play your loxodon monk who i don't i don't even know monk subclasses but you know <laughs> monk of i don't know the the shining sun soul or whatever <laughs> monk of 1000 strikes yeah that's all monks. but yeah you can't be like you know your Loxodon cleric of 
the sea or whatever. Yeah, I don't think Tempest is a... Well, no, Tempest is a big one, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> like, I will admit, I am sad I can't play as a goblin, but that wasn't a player's handbook race. I will settle for gnome. <laughs> it's fine. We all know you're a goblin at heart. I was literally just about to say, you live your <laughs> life as a goblin, so... How, like... Yes, I do, but maybe I also want to play Baldur's Gate 3 as a goblin and romance the vampire. If you can turn the gnome green, does it technically make it a goblin? It's just a green gnome. No. Yeah, that's just a green gnome. I can't be a little shit-eating goblin druid and romance a fairy on the vampire, even though I still feel bad because the only way to do it is to be an evil character and I can't be, I feel bad being mean to pixels. Careful, Gemini. <laughs> Your freaking Sims is showing. Shut up. <laughs> y'all know you drowned a few dozen people in their pools. No, y'all know what I've done. You know. <laughs> so Menace. What else were you able to find in your search? So, uh, I guess in the same vein as being like a D&D medieval kind of stuff, there was another game in the Xbox showcase. It's called Avowed. Uh, I can't remember who it's by exactly. But it is a almost like a Skyrim-esque game. It's an open world Except you are uh, trying to track down the source of this plague, and you are uh, more of a sort. You are a sorcerer uh, because of the because of the world, uh, and in the trailer it actually shows that um, because of your sorcerer background, the people of the of the land don't really like you, and they oh. like distrust you. When have people ever liked outsiders being on their land? <laughs> oh, so I did look it up quick. It's Obsidian, which that... Ooh. Interesting. Actually set in... Uh... Oh. Part of e Eora, which is uh, from one of their other titles. And, uh, called Living Lands. Hmm. Um, there's going to be some companions... Uh, there is talk about multiplayer, but nothing has been confirmed yet. It's set for a late 2023 release. It's going to be on the Game Pass along with, uh, like, Starfield and all that as well. If we're, if we're talking about the Game Pass releases, I think, like, I don't know, there's just, there's, there's one game that really stood out to me. Uh, it's, god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of this. Kunitsugami Path of the Goddess. This had a revealed trailer, and guys, I'm gonna be honest. It, I literally might, it might be my new favorite game, just with the with the weird art style. The art style is beautiful, first of all. Second of all, like, it's it's got this really old like, like I, I guess I could. I, I don't really want to make a direct comparison to Naraka, to Naraka, but like at least like overall feel and aesthetic. But definitely, I'd say it's, like, it's got a heavy influence of, like, yokai-esque creatures and a lot of, like, just demons and monsters. It's really cool. You take control of two characters, a female and a male, and over the course of the game, I'm assuming that you're going to be purifying the land, 
purifying those who've been infected by the demons. I don't even know if they're yokais or not. But, yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out just because, like, it's just so beautiful. Like, the way that the that the land looks, the way that just the whole, the whole of the game, whether it's, like, characters or enemies or attack animations, it all just looks really pleasing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited for that game. You know, while you guys talk about your stuff, I look at your links to, like, just to, like, read what you guys are talking about. And um, apparently people are saying uh, it it looks like they're taking inspiration from Capcom's own Uni, uh, Onimusha series. And I've heard good things about the Onimusha series. So that's good. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> With that being said, I think that sums up a lot of what's going on in pop culture. And for you listening at home or wherever you are listening this, where, wherever you are listening this, uh, I can't speak English today. Please feel free to go check out all the showcases that were that went on today. Go check out all the game releases, the game news, all the other content that's been talked about. And go check out all the other podcasts that CGSW has to offer. But uh, as of right now, I'd like to say thank you to all of my esteemed guests. Thank you, Gemini. You're welcome. Thank you, Blaze. Anytime. And thank you, Menace. Oh, yeah. And that was this episode of The Pop Culture Effect. I hope you've all enjoyed listening to our ramblings about topics that only we care about. But hopefully you care about them too. And we'll see you guys the next time. You're listening to The Pop Culture Effect on CJSW 90.9 FM.